Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello there! Dearest, most jarling Scoobies, welcome to another episode of Buffering the Vampire Slayer. This is a very special one. Today, I am sitting down with Jeff Pruitt, who is the stunt coordinator on Buffy the Vampire Slayer from 97 to 2000, and Sophia Crawford, who was Buffy's stunt double from seasons one to four. Now, you're probably feeling a mix of emotions. You're like, oh my God, how is it possible? How can they just keep giving us so much wonderful content? And also, but I thought you were talking about Restless today. Well, we are going to actually talk about Restless for the next two weeks. We are putting up the first part of our season finale on April 24th and the second part on May 1st. That is because we had so much incredible content for the finale that we just had to split it into two episodes. So the first one, you'll get a couple of dreams and a couple of special interviews. The second one, you'll get the very same thing. We are so excited to share all of it with you. And we hope you are very excited to get into today's episode where I went all the way to Atlanta, Georgia to talk with Jeff and Sophia. Uh, You're going to learn a lot about them. You're going to learn a lot about all of the wonderful work that they did on this incredible television show. But first, let me tell you some news. Philadelphia, you know by now that we're coming to your city on September 13th. It is a Friday the 13th, and we are taping the season premiere of season five at World Cafe Live. You sold us out in one day. Holy forking shirt. Thank you so much. We are so excited. It's going to be going to be really fun. So Philly, brace yourselves. Uh, also, we have some new merchandise. You, you think you know what I'm talking about because we added a new t-shirt a couple weeks ago uh, with a reimagining of the logo design done by Christine Tuna, who did the original logo. It's a beautiful t-shirt. It is still there for you. And I've seen some of your pictures wearing it. It's rad. But we have three more new things. Uh, we have a new enamel pin designed by Kara Sykes. It is a bird's eye view of Willow and Tara doing what is referred to lovingly as the O spell. Uh, It's a glitter pin. It has glitter in it. It is fucking beautiful. So you might want to run on over there and check it out. We also have a new mug with our logo on it so you can sip your coffee or your blood, no judgment here, uh, while, you know, letting people know that Buffering the Vampire Slayer is a show that you think is cool. Last but certainly not least, we have a dad hat. I am excited about this, but maybe nobody is more excited than Jenny Owen Youngs, who is wearing it on her head probably right this very moment. You can find all of that plus all of our other merch at bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Just click on shop. Speaking of going to bufferingthevampireslayer.com, you can click on Patreon while you're there and support us. And let me tell you what, this week, our patrons are getting, all of our patrons are getting a little bit, little tiny bonus. It's just a little six minute bonus from this very interview. Um, There's a couple of really fun stories. There's a story about the only fight Jeff and Sarah ever got in on set. There's a story about the hungamunga scene, which I know you all remember. Um, So a couple of fun things that didn't make it into the main thing, but um, we thought would be fun for your ears. So again, that's available now for all of our patrons um, at every level of giving. All right, before we get into today's episode, you know there's another kind of news I got to bring to your ears. Here we go. 
Cool. Today's headline is titled on CNN.com, Tiny Bees Found in Woman's Eye Feeding Off of Her Tears. What in the fuck? So this Taiwanese woman went to the doctor for a swollen eye, and the doctors were like, holy fucking shit, there are four bees in your eye. They are called sweat bees. They're very small, but don't let that not spook you out because my whole body is one giant chill at the moment thinking about this horror. Apparently these bees, this is really funny. Apparently these bees uh, usually nest in one of two places, in fallen trees or near graves. So like, what? Do you think that Buffy ever had to wrestle with any of these sweat bees? This woman went to her relative's gravesite, and uh, she said that the wind blew and something blew into her eye. It was really painful. After three hours of the pain, she went to the hospital where the doctors were like, yo, there's fucking bees in your eye. So, you know, like if you're going to a graveyard to visit your relatives or, you know, fight vampires, maybe wear some sunglasses. I'm just saying. This has been your spooky news. As always, thank you to Lauren Klein, our dutiful sound engineer. You can follow Lauren on Instagram should you want to know what a sound engineer does with her life at Lauren Taylor Klein. And um, that's all I'm going to say into your earballs at this point in time because, holy crap, let's go talk to the incredible Jeff and Sophia, who I didn't mention at the top. Not only did they work on the stunts on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and um Power Rangers, there's some stories in there about that too, but they're also married to each other. They also run a coffee shop. I'm going to say this again at the end, but I interviewed them at their coffee shop that they own. It's in Peachtree Corners, which is just outside of Atlanta or maybe considered part of Atlanta. I don't understand geography. It's called The Federal, and it's just their coffee shop. This is what they do. There's a time. I'm going to post on social media. You will see that when you walk into this coffee shop, not only can you get coffee, but there's a tiny little figurine of Buffy the Vamp. Like, it's just, I'm just saying, if you're near Atlanta, you should probably go check it out. Support them, of course, but also you'll have a blast. Okay. That is all I'm going to say. Let us please hear from these wonderful human beings who have just so many stories from their time on the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, so I'm here with Jeff and Sophia. So excited that you both agreed to sit and talk with us. We have so many listeners who are so excited. I know you've seen some of the questions in advance, but you all, I posted a picture to let everyone know that we were going to be talking, and people had endless questions. I don't even think we're going to cover all of them, but we're going to try to. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Thank welcome. you for coming thank down. Thank you for inviting us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so take me back to the beginning. Um, Sophia, maybe we can start with you. How did you get into doing this work? How did you become somebody who was Buffy stunt double for all of these seasons? Well, there was a lot that happened before Buffy, you know, because I... Um, um, I'm from England. I grew up in England. Um, as a teenager, I threw on a backpack and jumped on a bus and we um, drove from London to India, sleeping in tents. And I spent about six months traveling India with my sister. And at the time, I really, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I just 
wanted to explore the world and I was meeting people that were coming from Asia and they were always talking to us about, oh, you should go here, you should go there, you should go there. Um, so I eventually, I lived in Thailand for a bit and my sister left and went to South America, but I felt compelled for some reason to stay in Thailand, not just because I loved it, but I just felt like there was, I wanted to do something with my life. I wanted to... Um, have some type of career but didn't know which direction to go into. So I was teaching English in um, Thailand, um, essentially just to, to make some money. And I fell into uh, modeling work there through the hotel that I was working for. And um, then I started working a, as an extra in films that were uh, American films that were shooting in Thailand. Mm. And a lot of the camera equipment came from Hong Kong from Salon Films and the crew were all from Hong Kong. And, you know, when I was talking to them about wanting to get into the film industry and they suggested to me that I should move to Hong Kong because I had a British passport and I could work there without worrying about a permit. And, and they said that there was a lot of action films there and that there was a need for Westerners and if I was interested in getting into acting then I should go to Hong Kong. Oh. So that's exactly what I did. So I moved to Hong Kong and I spent the next five years um, working there and I was talking to, um, I realized that as an actress there, um, there was a need for, let's say, they needed Westerners to play the evil Westerners, the bad villains, you know, so they would have opponents to fight with. Um, but in order to get these roles, then I needed to study martial arts. Um, and I was always very athletic, tomboyish. I was never, I was always hanging out with the boys and, you know, um, so I started training with the stuntmen over there. And um, I spent the next five years there learning as much as I could about the stunt industry, getting work and um, getting experience on set and working, learning, you know, all different aspects of, of Hong Kong style action. And, um, and then after about five years there and, and, and accumulating a, a decent resume, I felt that it was time for me to take, to take the next step and try to see if I could get work in America. So I moved to Los Angeles. And um, when I arrived in Los Angeles, uh, I guess it was really a timing thing. Um, there were, you know, Power Rangers, WMAC Masters, mm -hmm. uh, Kung Fu The Legend, there were, there were opportunities for me that came up almost immediately. And, um, but at none of those opportunities I would have been able to have taken had I have not spent the five years that I spent in Hong Kong prior right. learning those skills and honing those skills. Right. And there were so many people that inspired me in Hong Kong, Yukari Oshima and, and um, Moon Lee and, and all the guys out there. I was absolutely in awe of the talent, the skill, the, the creativity, the, you know, the stunt work. It was all very, um, it was so unique and, and I've, I, I fell in love with it. 
I, I had worked with her on a, on a movie, and then I was doing uh, Power Rangers, and I needed mm. a Pink Ranger double, and she Pink showed Ranger up. Pink Ranger was always my right. favorite Ranger. <laughs> well, she, she, she showed up. Uh, we were going to audition some girls, and she showed up, and I thought, oh, I thought you just wanted to be an actress. And she said, no, I'm bored. I don't want to do fighting. There's no fight. Because she came, she came she from Hong Kong, and yeah. every film was fighting, fighting, fighting. But here, it was at that time. I Women see. weren't fighting. Yeah. We didn't have a action like Buffy at that time. Yeah. So she was like, all these, you know, these parts are just boring. I want to fight. <laughs> they were. I said, well, yeah. if you want to fight. They're not letting me punch anything. Yeah, exactly. Right. I so wasn't. I wasn't allowed yeah. to. I had to run and hold the hand of some guy and yeah. play his girlfriend. So I said, no, I come, like, oh, come be with us. We All this? we do is fight, fight, fight all day long. <laughs> so come on. I was like, yeah. Pink Ranger. Yeah. So, okay. I, I want to hear about your background too sure. but first since you're talking already about the fact that this is right when you got here and you're already talking like you know mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. how did you meet each other i used to watch her in uh, hong kong films because i lived with japanese stuntmen right and so we all would watch hong kong films all day long and i used to watch her wow. and and um i thought wow she's the coolest and then <laughs> and then but she also would watch hollywood films and she's saw this movie that I did where um, I was always coordinating the f martial arts film and then I would double the star and then once in a while I would either play a bad guy or play like his buddy or something and get to do a little bit of fighting. Yeah. So this film called Mission of Justice she saw and I got to play his buddy and I actually got to step out and do a little bit of fighting and she was like, who's that guy? I was who's like, I don't ah. care about the lead. Who is that guy? You know, when I was in Hong Kong, one of the things that I did was I would always go to the Hong Kong video stores and learn as much as I could about the Hong Kong film industry watching a lot of Hong Kong films mm -hmm. and so and I loved it and then prior to coming to America I did the same thing with the, the B-movie American films where start to really research and watch as many yeah. uh, films as I could and so that's how I came upon his film and several other people that I got to meet later on when I arrived in Los Angeles I'd already seen their work right you know so. what's funny about that too is that particular film is the thing that got me into Buffy because yeah. um, uh, after they they had done the first 13 episodes and Sophia was uh, the fighting devil on the first 13 episodes. In the first season of Buffy. In the first yeah. season mm -hmm. of Buffy. And then the second season came around and uh, Sarah and Sophia and uh, Sarah's uh, lighting stand in, Lisa, all three went to Joss and said, why well, you should, if you're getting a new stunt coordinator, you should talk to Jeff. He was talking to everybody in town, but he said, no, 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 I don't want to do that because I was the Power Ranger guy. And, and mm. what had happened was early on when they were talking about making Buffy a series, someone suggested, oh, it'll be like the Pink Ranger and it'll be like an after school thing. Oh, and it'll be so he was, he was like, like, no, no, it's not like that at all. <laughs> and, and also in the Buffy movie, um, which he didn't like some of the things the way they did it. Yeah. One of the things was, you know, she comes out and just starts doing back handsprings for no reason, yeah. which is what we did on Power Rangers, a lot of gymnastics and very posy. So mm -hmm. he thought, oh, I don't want people flying around on wires and flipping for no reason. That's not what I want. And um, so he would never see me. And also he, he found out we were dating and he said, I don't mm -hmm. want people who are dating because then they'll start fighting on the set. And right. And so, uh, Finally, uh, something came up. He had hired one guy. They started the, the first episode of second season. He got mad at the guy and fired him. Then they hired another guy, and he was ready to come in. And then Sarah said, well, why don't you just talk to Jeff, just to talk to him? He, she said, oh, 
Joe said, okay, uh, just to please you, I will talk to the guy, <laughs> but that's it. Maybe if I have something in the future, but I'll, I'll be glad to meet him. And so I came in, I didn't have anything prepared. So I just showed him this and he was like, that's what I want Buffy to do. Can Sophia do that? And I wow. said, sure. And then we started talking and then within a few minutes, he told him, don't call the other guy and tell him don't come in it's, I've got the guy I've got the guy it was the first time I had a show which I, I I loved all the shows that I worked on but it's just that they weren't something that I would watch for yeah. my own entertainment yeah. you know and this was the first time I had something that I would watch for myself even if I weren't working on it I would watch that show yeah. because it was entertaining to me yeah you know? oh, it that's was so fun. well written you know yeah mm. yeah I agree as you I mean, might imagine I would agree and me also you know I, I really loved you know reading the scripts as they came in and it wasn't just about sifting through the dialogue to look for what stunts I had no I was I wanted to know what the story was how the characters were evolving I became I mean I was a fan myself I mean to hear you say <laughs> right like I had all these parts so I was just holding my boyfriend's hand and I wanted to think more. I mean, if there's yeah. something that defines the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the that's series it. more. That's, Absolutely. That's and I'd it. been craving for it. And I, Because in Hong Kong, the women had pivotal roles. They were fierce fighters and they had very good roles, you know, strong roles. Mm -hmm. And then I was a little disappointed when I came over to America at that time in the very early 90s and the women weren't being offered these roles. I was like, there's something not quite right about this. Right. You know, why are you so behind the times? Yeah. <laughs> Women and people in general, you know, it's like yeah. this is just such a an old fashioned Well, even even during Power Rangers, I was talking to different producers about doing something like Buffy but with a, a female character and they would all say yeah but it, she can be the sidekick of the hero but people want to see the guy it's all about yeah. the guy nobody wants to see a girl fight nobody it's like wants to see you a know girl maybe fight. a cute little cat a lot. and how wrong they were how wrong they yes. were yeah it all started I think with with Buffy and Xena, Xena. I think Xena. those two shows yeah. really catapulted the whole thing and then after that I mean you could see it all of the television shows that came after Buffy and Xena uh, had a lot of female fighters and it just became oh it's normal now right. tell us about your p history too like how did you we've we've heard how Sophia sort of f found your way across the globe and into the work that you do but how did you get started well I, I grew up I watched uh, when I was a little kid I watched Bruce Lee and uh, Green Hornet right when that came out and then uh, I was racing motorcycles and cars and I just grew up that way with martial arts and and vehicles and and as time went on um, I think Films started happening, since I'm from Georgia, films started happening in Georgia, and after high school, uh, I started dabbling in films. I would work as a PA, and I would work as, in any way I could to get on the set, and then eventually I worked as a camera operator, and then finally I got to know enough stunt people that they started letting me uh, step in and do some things, and then gradually I just uh, started doing stunts, and uh, when I made my way out to LA, I did stunts for a while, and then one of the uh, second ADs on the second unit of a Chuck Norris film that I worked on here in Atlanta <laughs> wow. way back in the early 80s uh, met me in Atlanta, and he said, hey, I've been calling your house in Georgia looking for you. And I said, well, I'm here in L.A. And he said, oh, come down to the set. So I came to the set, and he was doing a martial arts film, and we started working together. Then after that, he introduced me to the producers, and I just kept going one film after another with them. And then I got calls to do more and then TV shows, and then it just kept going from there. 
the next question I had, we kind of touched on already. You knew each other for a long time. You were dating before you even hit the, the set of Buffy. You were already dating. Well, what happened was I I was dating someone, and she when she came over here... On uh, Power Rangers, not right, Buffy. On, on Power Rangers. And, and, but what happened was... <laughs> We, she was, I, I would break up with my girlfriend and then we would date again. Then we would break up and. Ah, uh, we and, know that you one. Know, we know, we just, know that one. Yeah. I had were, a crush on him, right? Well, I, I wouldn't touch it. him because he I'm, had a girlfriend. So I, I was I'm, like, no. And I wouldn't make a move on her because I was directing second unit and she was the pink ranger. And I thought, it, right. you know, I shouldn't be like hitting on the pink ranger you know so <laughs> i'm like so i'm trying to be mr professional all the time and i didn't know it but I she you didn't like me oh no it was, oh it was terrible at, at lunch i would sit down with the dp and my first ad and they would go dude you know she likes you why don't you ask her out and i was going oh man i can't what if she says no i can't this it was right, so stupid right. and i was like i'm not it's gonna make a move yeah. i'm not gonna do that no so we were friends for at least a year right yeah. and, and she I, would I, I didn't know this but she when the pink ranger helmet she would be standing there talking to the other power rangers and i would be over there with the dp working out this this scene I thought she wasn't paying attention to me, but really what she did was she would turn the Pink Ranger helmet to face the people and she would turn I her would head spy on inside him. so she could watch everything oh, I, would, I was doing. I would, I would watch God. him through the helmet and he couldn't see that I was watching yeah. him. That I, I had was, no idea. Yeah, I, I was stalking you, dude. I, 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 <laughs> incredible. And I was the one trying to look at her because I thought, oh, good, she's not looking right now. And I would, wow, and you were looking yeah, at I was each checking other. Her out. Oh, yeah. man, it was terrible. And so now you've been together 25 Five years. We just had our 25th anniversary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Happy belated anniversary. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit. I'm, I'm still reeling at the like pink Power Ranger helmet piece of the story as a person who is obviously, yeah. you know, very aware of the Power Rangers mm -hmm. for when oh, the Power yeah. Rangers yeah. were initially yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. So um, this question, so a lot of the questions, as I mentioned at the top of the interview, came from our listeners because they are so excited. So I'm going to oh. talk, oh, I'm going to tell great. you who the questions came from. Lovely. Um, okay. So Katie from Twitter asked where the line is when it comes to fight choreography, um, like for, for you, Sophia, where that line is between Sarah and you. Um, and is it different depending on the actor? Some actors do more before somebody like you would come in for them. So where is that line and how does that work? Well, the... Uh uh, on on Buffy, we usually had the guys do a little bit more than the girls. Mm -hmm. But um, with Sarah, my number one job was always to keep her safe. I mean, they said, Pruitt, do not let her get a scratch. And I made sure, right. I told the stunt guys, don't even grab her hard. I mean, we were so careful because, you know, she was brilliant actress, but she wasn't really a physical type person, right. you know, she wasn't rough and tumble uh, type. So uh, we would shoot all of the fights with Sophia, and then I would pick like two or three spots to put Sarah in. We would just do a quick little, as a matter of fact, you you had mentioned something about heels, wearing heels and stuff. Yes, and, but yeah, one and, of the questions is about well, her always being fighting well, Sophia in Sophia and all of the girls, all of the stunt women can tell you horror stories about, you know, people have broken their ankles and stuff, trying to wear these spiked heels and but we talked with Sarah and we talked with the wardrobe and Joss and everybody and we made a deal with them to whenever in the scene if they would write the wardrobe so that anytime she's wearing something like that most of the time when it comes to time to fight a bunch of vampires we wear, wore what we called buffy boots so it was always the same boots mm -hmm. that she wore that was good for Sophia to, to fight in the except wardrobe, 
But yeah. the wardrobe actually on Buffy was very accommodating towards me. As compared as to other as, shows. As, yeah, yeah, very. They were lovely, actually, really great. Sometimes in features, it's very difficult yeah. because they don't understand. They're just thinking about what it looks like. Yeah. So we were fighting on slippery grass in the graveyard, and you know, yeah. you couldn't wear heels. You'd just get your heels stuck in the grass. It yeah. would be impossible. I'd, I'd break. You know, yeah, Buffy something. wardrobe. They they understood, they understood the importance of the fight scenes with the mm. show, and so they. They accommodated, but it's us not been that. like that on other shows. I have no. worked on other shows. I worked on one show where I was doubling Tory Spelling, and I had to wear a high-heeled boot because there was no match to it. I was the only foot that would fit into it, and it was a simple tent, like eight-foot jump from standing to concrete. But I broke the bones in my feet. Wardrobe <gasps> turned their backs on me. They wouldn't watch me jump, um, and it's, it's such a simple stunt, but it's so dangerous because you, you know. You're landing on your toes on concrete and yeah. something's going to break. And I've yeah. been with yeah. other stunt performers who have broken the, the, the bones in their feet as well while we were jumping together in heels. Mm. So I've broken the bones in my feet. I've sprained my ankle from trying to work in heels. And it's just, you know, it's something that we, we do. And, and you, wardrobe usually will work quite closely with us with getting some type of a, a shoe that looks similar but has a lower heel, perhaps a wedge. That has a little bit more, um, you know, it's a little bit more sturdy. Uh, but that's not you. You you get what you get. Yeah. You know, and you just mm. got to work with what you get. And if it's really not working, then maybe you might need to change the choreography slightly. You know, mm. to to accommodate for that heel. But generally speaking, no, we we get what we get, and we work. You know, we work it out. Right. I I want to go back to just real quick because I know people are wondering about this. You said Buffy boots. Buffy yeah. boots. Yeah. We talk a lot about these, but I think mm -hmm. Buffy boots, the ones that look the like the brown heel, the leather boots. square. Right. Exactly. exactly. We are like, she Little. is always in those boots. Right. That's, That's Buffy why. boots. That's, That's why. Yeah. And, we cracked it, guys. And, and you'll <laughs> see, there are, and actually, Sarah, a lot of times, not is not even wearing the Buffy boots. When we would do her shots, we would do Sophia doing the fight, but when we would do Sarah, it would be from the waist up. Mm. So she would be wearing her tennis shoes, tennis shoes. During, the, during, the, during the actual right. shooting. Right. But um, And Sarah did, you know, did, did do some training. I actually worked quite hard with Sarah in the first season to do some training but as as the show evolved you know she also got an extremely busy schedule yeah. and was constantly being pulled away which took her away from time to train with me and then when she would get onto the set you know so right it was just it was a very very fast moving show what does that look like when you say you know you would train with her like you would teach her certain moves that would allow her I would teach more... her moves that would like so from for instance so we'd work on certain kicking techniques that weren't too difficult um some certain blocking techniques and techniques where she could um you know we flow from her dialogue a lot of like strong poses strong stances mm -hmm. um these things things that that could tie into and be edited into me and we see i feel like as a viewer especially the way that we watch the show now doing a podcast about it you know we're watching it somewhere so much more closely um that it does seem that as the seasons progress sarah is getting more and more experienced in do you you know you do mm. see her like mm. str more strongly oh, yeah. staking yes and yeah. absolutely like yeah yeah because yeah, it was brand new think about her. it she came from the soap world and then suddenly right. here's this actress who she was a, a great actress but all of a sudden they're like okay now you have to do this and she had just you know when she was auditioning for the part she had mentioned oh yeah when i was a kid i i went to martial arts class but they took that to mean oh you're a martial arts expert <laughs> right. but no you know she was just an 
actress yeah. to, you know, it's like a, a kid who went to an aerobics class. That doesn't mean you're like... No. Uh, it takes time to train. Yeah, you it's, know, it's, it stunt does. fighting is a thing unto itself. Even if I went to uh, 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 the kickboxing gym and got a, just got a guy who's knock you out in the ring and brought him onto the set and said, okay, now we're going to do a fight scene. He would look stiff and boring because you have to learn all these expressive over the things that are the exact opposite of what you would do in the ring. You have to do as a stunt person right. and, and, and an actor fighting. Right. So it's, it's a whole lot to learn. So, but as we went along, she more and more got into yeah. understanding it and she knew, she knew what she needed to do and what she didn't need to do. And she trusted me completely as far as that. I trusted her with, I would show her where the acting bits were mm -hmm. and whatever it was she thought how Buffy should do it, that was her. And as far as the action and what I needed her to do, whatever that was, she'd leave that to me. And um, that's how and we, I that's would, how we you did. You know, any, any scene that she had to do, I'd be right there with the pads to make sure she was, you know, always padded to the max right. anything that she had to do to make sure she didn't she didn't was like get, the quarterback yeah <laughs> absolutely well, protected at all well, also, yeah she was because uh that's what the, and even she said to me not just the producers saying you know to protect sarah but um but sarah said you know no one touches me i only only i could pick her up only i could mm -hmm. uh catch her on the or to to catch her by hand or by the pad or whatever yeah. it was like we had a thing where no one else could do it it was only me yeah. mm -hmm. and that way there's no uh like you don't have to worry who is this guy you know is he gonna do this right or anything right one just, slip one yeah mm -hmm. and she just and she felt comfortable yeah she yeah. felt comfortable with me doing that probably so. the most important part right of, mm -hmm. like right. a position like right because she like has to just you know focus on her acting it may be something where yeah. she's getting killed and she has to flop and she has to know you and know, she gets the, in the moment there. with her acting and sometimes right. we'll forget her surroundings right. you know as actors do right you know? of course oh, I, re I remember one time I was holding the pad for her and we did like two or three takes where she gets killed. This was when uh, the master was breaking her neck yes. and she, she falls out of frame. So I'd already done it with Sophia in the wide shot. So I slipped in there with Sarah to hold the pad and we did like two or three takes. It was great. And then on the fourth take, I don't know what it was, but she just, she was acting and she just, ah, and then she felt, she went the opposite direction and just <gasps> flopped on the concrete. And, and I said, but I'm over here, you know. I'm I'm where I was before, and she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> she said, "I thought the pad felt harder." So she was in the she was in the, moment, in the moment, you know. You know oh they God. get in the moment, so you have, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So, all right, I have a question about James Marsters, which is related mm. to this, like where the line is, because. Sure. Um, Katie continued with with her question and said, um, is it true that James Marsters did most of his own stunts? You would probably, well, you probably both know you were both there. But. Right. Well, uh, no, because it, when it came to what we call stunts, mm -hmm. which was like the crashing thing. Yes. Uh, no, we, would, we wouldn't let any actor do that. The only time we let an actor do that was uh, uh, Nick one time. Uh, and uh, but how very Xander yeah, of him <laughs> yeah it was when he thought he was a soldier uh -huh. he was fine. we let him I said okay go, go ahead go wow. ahead but because we knew I don't know it was kind of weird but we just knew okay if, if Nick gets bruised up then uh, we've got the weekend off and he doesn't have to do anything next week, so <laughs> you'll be alright but you know but certain like James was having to fight all the time yeah. but we did a lot more of the fighting portion of it and 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 uh what James had um, created with the, the character, how the way he acted, then he would 
try to teach that to Steve Tartaglia, the stunt double, mm. so that Steve would kind of act like him. And so we had this thing where, um, but no, I would sh we would shoot more uh, of James actually fighting, but when it comes yeah. to like throwing down the stairs or he's yeah. getting, uh, we couldn't risk it, you know, right. we just couldn't. And also another thing we did is we never, after somewhere in the second season, we decided not to allow, and this was Joss talking to me about this. He said, Let, let's just make a rule, and this is the rule. And the rule is um, we'll, we'll show an actor's face. We're never going to have two actors punching each other in the face. Only if it's an uh, actor getting punched in the face, it's a stunt person punching the actor. Because the two actors would get a little bit carried away. They weren't used to having distance, mm -hmm. and they would always clock each other. So we decided, <laughs> mm -hmm. okay, just... Stunt double will will hit. So like when you see uh, the sword fight, mm -hmm. Sarah and uh, and and David are never actually sword fighting each other. It's always David sword fighting Sophia, or there's a little bit over the shoulder with uh, David stunt double and Sarah. Mm -hmm. You know, in a close up. It, because if an if a lead actor gets punched in the face, it changes everything. You have to reschedule. You have to figure yeah. out how can I shoot this guy with yeah. his eye closed. Oh He's gosh. got. You know, so they would do things together, home. but you yeah. would, it just be it, it not what certain certain things you would have right. to make sure. That Especially the guys, they're gung ho to do it, but you just and, don't want to risk James it. James was always gung ho, yeah. and don't get us wrong, James was extremely energetic, oh, yeah, yeah. and he was agile, absolutely. And there were things he could have done like more. Like he but, could, I think. I feel like we just saw know? an episode where it looked like he could do that. Oh, There's probably a name for this that you both know, but mm -hmm. we're like on your back and you jump. Oh, he oh, keeps up. Oh, he keeps oh, yeah, up. No, yeah. that's what I mean. A kip, kip up. up. A kip yeah. up. See, James was very athletic. That was one of the first so things. Was David. One of the you know, first they both were. That, so was uh, Nick. I found out. You know? I said, oh, you can kip up? Okay, we're going to kip up. In and, this. And, yeah, and, certain and, things like that we would yeah. certainly use. Yeah. You know. Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. If you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn. If you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX, there's so many ways to watch movies these days, your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets, you will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all you can watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of questions here about, um, like, fighting styles. Um, and Jeff, one is specifically for you in terms of, uh, and this is Michael from Facebook, wanted to know how much input did Joss and the writing team have with regard to the fighting style on the show? Did they weigh in on the different characters and like how they would behave in battle? Or was it more like they would come to you and say like, these characters are gonna fight, make them do it, make them make it look cool? Um, it's a little bit of both because it, it was, it, with the writers, it was just, they would write the character, what, what the attitude and what type of character it is and, and what happens. But as far as choreography, um, usually, like, Joss would just say, you know, it's up to you, what you because he, he trusted me to, to go out and make it. And sometimes he would just write on the script, just, she pruits the SOBs. And now we'd go out <laughs> and make the But that was with the vampires. When it's a certain character that's supposed to be a certain way, um, the writers would put in what that thing like the thing with the spike coming out of Adam's uh, wrist, things yeah. like that. It, it's very specific what he's supposed to be, right. and then but the choreography, however they they fight, is is up to me. However, I would try to meet with Joss uh, before each episode. We would have our regular production meetings, our location scouts, all of this stuff, and we would talk a little bit. But he would be talking to like a million different people, and then. I would try to get alone time where it was just the two of us and I would say, okay, what's this character? And then we would, and then I want to do this, this, and this. And uh, like specifically, you know, I would ask for certain things. Like when we went to hell, I asked him to build a platform because I knew I could could make a fight real quick and have the guys fly out of frame. But also there was often quite a lot sometimes in certain scripts, there was dialogue that was in, in with fights. You know, so right, it was an emotional, it, yeah, yeah. There are certain emotions that would also play into the fight, yeah. which is always important because it's not just about fight. It's obviously about the story and telling the story of the characters and and moving that story along as well while you're fighting. So, yeah, Sophia, I want to turn to you for a second and hear if you have any stories about like your favorite. You know, you you fought so many people on the show, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Layla from Instagram asked. If you had like a favorite big bad to fight or a favorite, you know, it doesn't, I guess, have to even be a big bad. Although I guess Buffy was usually fighting the big bads. I I enjoyed fighting so many of the characters, but I suppose I would have to say my favorite would have been Faith. Ours too. It has to be (laughs) because we had emotional battles. Yeah. You know, and also oftentimes, you know, um, sometimes the the fight sequences I did were, were short. It was a matter of one or two hits. Sometimes it was a group of people, you know, vamps, several vamps. But with Faith, it was, 
usually one-on-one, -on -one, and we, they were pivotal moments in the script. Do you know what I mean? So there was a story behind the fight that we were doing. And so we would have a little bit more time. They would allow Jeff a little bit more time. Uh, so we'd have a bit more time to choreograph. We'd have a set that we would be able to work with. We, could, we would work our choreography through those sets mm -hmm. instead of just being planted, let's say, on the patch of grass in the graveyard. So our fights would like like on the in the apartment that went out to the rooftop yes. that went off the rooftop that they, they traveled somewhere which reminded me more about the hong kong fights and the style of fights that i was doing in hong kong mm -hmm. and so there was a lot it was a bit more creative and 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 like i said we got a little bit more flow um and i loved eliza and um and so and 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 i i, th I would have to say Faith was probably one of my favorites. We, we yeah. loved, I mean, season three for us, especially yeah. Jenny and I are both uh, queer women and, and the tension between mm. Faith and Buffy right. is palpable. It is. Uh, and their yeah. fights are, I, I mean, their fights, I think, are my favorite fights in the whole series. Um, yeah. So actually, yeah, we can talk maybe a little bit about yeah. the, the Buffy-Faith fights in a more expansive the way. The first Buffy-Faith fight almost didn't happen because... Um, you know, th there was a new director that day and um, everybody was saying, there's no time, there's no time to do a fight, there's no time to do a fight. But I always used to, you know, I would meet with Joss before and talk about what we want. Well, this was one of the times I didn't get to meet with him. Oh, wow. And so I showed up on the set and the director and the DP and everybody was going, no, 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 she's going to do like three hits of Faith hits her, she, Buffy hits Faith, and then I'll, they get and they knock each other down and that's it. That's it. We don't have time for that. And so I said, yeah, but, you know, I just talked to Joss, and I think this is Joss really wants this. Let me show you. And so they were like, uh, well, if, if, if Joss said. And I said, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Joss said. So that's how I got that fight in. So that first fight. And then once they saw it, and then all of a sudden the, the director was like, oh, you're the action director. You're great. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, I really wanted to extend that fight. <laughs> so I was like, yes, he did. It was great. Yeah. So, so then from then on, it was, uh, it was Buffy and Faith fighting. It was, and, and it was a lot of fun. Well, they had plans as well for their characters, obviously. But, yeah, there was a certain push as well to have them do more as far as action. Well, we Same had, with David, we had, you know. We had, yeah. you know, Kendra before right that was the first uh two slayers fighting yeah and, um, that was that was a lot of fun but then so then joss told me he said i've got this new girl coming in and it's going to be another female slayer uh coming in to, to fight with buffy and it's going to be you know girl versus girl and everything so um but it's important to explain to her about her character what her character is that what it is that makes her different from buffy and so he told me about her anger deep inside that she had and 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 she had a, a some bad things that happened with men in the past and she had anger toward men all of this stuff and then he said so i want you to go pick this girl up at her manager's house and bring her over to your house and and teach her about this and i wow. said okay so i went and i picked up uh eliza brought her back to my place and then we just practiced. It wasn't so much trying to teach her a specific techniques, just certain techniques, because I told her, don't worry, stunt doubles will do all this high kicking and stuff, but it's more the in-between, the way you act. And so what I did was I gave her, uh, back then it was a VHS tape uh -huh. <laughs> of Bruce Lee in uh, The Chinese Connection, you know, Fist of Fury. I said, look at his anger when he's going crazy. I said, this is really over the top anger, right? 
it, it feels hard for, for actors to do this. Like I know for Sarah, when I used to talk to her about it, she felt she wanted to be a little more calm as, as, as Buffy when, you know, a little like nonchalant. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, but for Faith, this, what you see Bruce Lee doing, he's anger, crazy anger. This is what Joss is talking about. When we get on, we're at the end of this fight scene, we're going to get on top of this vampire. And at the first fight scene that Buffy and Faith do together, yes. they're fighting vampires. Said so you start pounding him, and then and Buffy is going to be looking at you like, wow, you know, let up, you know, and and she's just beating because she's thinking about all these things that happened to her. So uh, Eliza took the tape home, and then when we came time to do that scene, which is another, if if Buffy fans want a little um, bit of inside info, that vampire that she's pounding on in her very first uh, fight scene with Buffy and Faith fighting vampires together. Yeah. That guy that she's pounding at the end is uh, Dave Leach, who he was one of the first stunt doubles for Spike that I had. But he's the director of um, of uh, John Wick and uh, uh, Atomic Blonde and wow. uh, what's the <laughs> one he did recently? Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool too. Wow. And now he's going to. I hope. I That's hope great. he's going to be doing Enter the Dragon. So that and that, that was director, him. Yes, but that, that was also that is, uh, what I loved about Fighting Faith, her energy, the energy, the energy, you know, and and because um, yeah. I felt that energy in Hong Kong, like the guys didn't hold up, hold back, and you know, and um, and so she was a strong, a strong woman, you know, and she had that energy, and and I loved that, that mm -hmm. kind of thing, really, you know, it just brought up the brought up my level as well you yeah. know i felt like oh i've got to bring my game up to meet her energy right and so we both brought our energy up and that i think made it you know do you think that part of good. that is because like you said in, in hong kong like if you were fighting the men they wouldn't hold back no, no. but here the men that you would fight would typically hold back yeah and and some yes and and, and, and eliza and, or yeah. and or like another yeah. woman and sometimes like, other women would hold back slightly too but that not not now yeah <laughs> things have changed massively <laughs> i mean i would i would like you know you, you look at certain guys on the street you wouldn't think twice that they could fight but well i would no right. way. You just never know right. now. Right. You know, everybody's fighting. So, gosh, but but back you're then, really the walking. Rare. You're like the actual Buffy out there. Like <laughs> people don't realize they're going to mess with you. They're messing with. <laughs> um, so, so many people asked about like, like favorites and most challenging or like most dangerous, you know, people want to know sort of like what your favorite stunts were to do. And also if you have any stories or memories of the hardest stunts to do or stunts that went wrong during the filming of Buffy. I think most people know about the, the stunt well, that the went night, wrong for night, me. I yeah, don't. The well, night he... Well, I, it made, I, I was sorry. I was sorry that it made the special effects guy, uh, coordinator mad at me, but I didn't mean for him to get mad at me. But they, they were doing a Buffy book and they asked me when the, the, the writer had heard that I had asked Sophia to marry me on the set. And what happened was one, one night, uh, the special effects guys had rigged this net that was supposed to just lift her up about uh, head height. Mm -hmm. And he was piling all of these uh, sandbags on, on the thing. And I said, wow, that's like 300 pounds of sandbags he's going to drop down, and that's going to ratchet Sophia up. I said, that's way too much. I said, look, I could hold the rope with one hand and sit down, and that will raise her up. And, and, and Trust me, this is you don't need that much for him. And yeah. he said, oh, "Okay, all right, all right." So he took the weights off. But then when I walked away, 
he put the, all the weights back on. He and said, it oh, rained. No, it rained yeah, as well. And, but that, oh, so it got even heavier. Yeah. And he's, he just, you know, it was one of those things where I looked very young back then. I was very, really a kid to them. And he was like, I'm not going to listen to this stunt coordinator kid. I'm, I know better than him. Yeah. So he did it. And as soon as he released it, it shot her way past the camera crane. Wait, she came out of the net. Oh, my God. She would have been killed, but she got her... Uh, her foot. My elbow. No, yeah, it was my elbow. Yeah, and, and she was able to cling on to it so that when she came down, she's and it snapped her, her neck back and she sprained her neck. Horrible whiplash. So <sighs> she came this close to getting killed and I just thought, oh my God. I said, you know, I didn't get mad. I didn't shout or anything. I said, what did you do? And the, and the guy just sheepishly said, well, uh, maybe the, the sandbags got wet and yeah, maybe we shouldn't have used so many. I said, okay. But, uh, but that night is I just I just took her up and I said, "Are you okay?" And she said, "Yeah." And I said, "Okay, then you're gonna have to marry me." In case, oh my gosh! I Wait, was that's that it. that's what motivated the the proposal? Yes. Because yes. yes. <laughs> I, I just like, I, it just blur I just blurted it out, you know. I was wow. like, I don't know. Yeah. Because you know, I needed a moment for me, you know. I would, you know, I, the gag was relatively simple, and I was just meant to step on the net and be caught in it, and I'd go up about ten feet. But what happened was visually, I stepped into the net and all of a sudden my head was thrust back. It was very violent. And then there was a, a crane about, what, 30 feet, yeah. about 30 yeah. feet she high above the, that. and so I oh. went way past the camera, went past the treetop. Oh my God. I, I suddenly, I was flailing my arms and there was nothing but air around me. I, I could see, there was a moment where I almost <laughs> paused at the top and I could see the entire graveyard and all the crew beneath me. And I went, wait a minute, I'm not, where's the net? Yeah, because she was only <laughs> supposed to go. Wow, yeah. where's the net, not, where's the net? Way up there. And so I started flailing my arms and the net was next to me. And fortunately, the, the squares in the net, they were large, you know, um, and I managed to hook my elbow in one of the, one of the, the pieces of it. But had it have been a, a smaller net, I. I wouldn't have been able to get my elbow through it. And so, so you would have just fallen straight down. I would have just come straight out. Oh my straight gosh. Out. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that sounds like one of the more extreme things that happened, but for you in that situation, is there something that you do to like get back into it? I mean, that's No, terrifying. I just asked for five minutes. I was shaking <laughs> all over and I needed to do the shot again because my hat had come off. I was wearing a woolly cap and they said, well, we need to redo that shot. You know, and I said, well, just, I said, I'm fine, I'll do it. I'm just, I'm shaking a bit right now. I need to calm down and let me just go to my trailer while you guys reset the gag and then just give me a moment. So when I went to the trailer, he came into the trailer and proposed to me. And then I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel now. I feel, I'm like, what do I, I was like, ah. Actually, <laughs> like, it's mm. like, I, I made a YouTube channel and I just, just to throw a bunch of behind the scenes of Buffy stuff on there yeah. for the fans. Cause I had all this behind the scenes video. Yeah. And one of the things on the second season um, video that I made is, is that stunt with her. And you can see her afterwards. And everything. We'll put that link in the, in the information to okay. to the YouTube channel okay, so people great. can see it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 that's one thing that helps me to remember so many things that happened during those episodes because I have a lot of it behind the scenes and it jogs my memory. Yeah, a lot of people you know. always comment about when they see those behind the scenes uh, tapes, they realize how much work goes into every segment of the yeah. show. You know, every everything that we did. Yes. They, because when you just watch the show, it kind of flows by, and you think, oh. 
Yeah. And we would, you know, off, we, we, we often worked oh, almost yeah. seven days a week because when we were shooting one episode, we were gearing up we were at the same time prepping for the next episode. Mm. So sometimes on the weekend, we would be in there trying to rehearse right. on the sets when they were empty so we yeah. could get a little bit of a rehearsal time on the sets, you know. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, there was many, was, many times where... Uh, I would come in just to rig something by myself right? and I, because there was no time during the week. We were so busy. I would, I would be shooting one scene uh, and then running out to do uh, some pickup shots with another director for a previous show. Meanwhile, the director of the upcoming show would be pulling me to come over here and look Locations. at another set because we've got to go, we've got to plan this. So we'd have, it, for me, it was like every week was like three episodes going on. And, yeah. and it was kind of like that for Sarah, too, because yeah. she would be not only have to change, we were always changing the script as we went along. New pages would come and said, OK, we dropped that scene that we were planning. Forget about that. We're doing this now, which for me to have to record for the, for the crew it was like oh god i don't have to light that you know i'm gonna go this is easier to light but for us i have to do a whole brand new thing right. and for sarah and people that are carrying the show they have to learn new dialogue change the dialogue plus that all of the pr that they have to do all of the right. you know i mean and that was a lot you know right at the time yeah. and even past the the series yeah, I mean, she the, the, always had interviews and places that she needed to go to and events that she needed to attend yeah i mean she worked really 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 hard yeah i love the buffy crew so much yeah and we hear that every person we talk to yeah. whether it's an actor from the show or you know whoever walk, works on the show really has like that that they've yeah. come away with and and i yeah. wonder like maybe as a more general question is sort of what it feels like to be such an integral part of something that has touched and continues to touch right. the lives of so many well, people. Well, you're literally living with these people. Well, yeah. also, you know, know I mean, yeah. yeah. we're time, together all the time. Yeah. yeah. But at the time when things take off, when they first take off on a show, because I've, I've been lucky enough to be on different shows when they took off and you don't realize it when you're working on the crew because you're just constantly working. Mm -hmm. I remember like with, with, with Power Rangers, we had a, a live show thing. And so I had to get... Uh, go with some of the actors and some of the stunt people down to do a live thing. And, and the, the, uh, 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 the 405 was backed up and there was like, it, parents were trying to bring their kids in and, and uh, LA was shut down because of people. We were like, what for us? Right. I mean, we're just doing our little show out in the, out in the park. What? Really? Right. I didn't Same even realize people Buffy. were watching us. Right. When we were shooting at the school, when we first at Torrance, went out. at Torrance, because it, Buffy, we had our own little uh, back lot, our own little thing. It was actually that that director I was telling you about, who was the second second AD on a second unit, yeah, who became a director. Well, his dad actually built this place that became the Buffy uh, set, and that was our little our own private studio. There were no other shows going on. It was just us. And so we were in our own little world. And I remember the first time we thought something might come of the show, because whenever I said to the stunt guys, I would go, they, what are you working on? Oh, it's this Buffy the Vampire. And they go, what, that movie? And they said, no, no, they're, they're doing another movie. I said, no, no, it's a TV show. And they were like, oh, my God, they made a TV show out of that. And it was like nobody believed in it. Yeah. You know? And then I remember one day, I think it was Allison who came to the set and she went, gosh, did you see it? Did you see it? And we were like, what, 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 what? And she said, 
there was a billboard and it had our faces on it. Yeah. So it's like it's like we're on a real TV show. Yeah. Like, wow. It's like a real TV. And show. then people, uh, you know, gradually, people would start to gather at, at Torrance to, to meet Sarah, try to meet Sarah. Wow. During the so, filmings. I had uh, we had gone. I remember we had gone across the street talking about the show getting big a, a couple of times to like a convenience store, right? And I remember David. Actually, David, I had met. Way back, he, he tried to get on Power Rangers, you know. He was oh, like wow. a, a young actor starting out, yeah. and, and I tried to help him. And then he remembered when I came to Buffy, he said, hey, man, you tried to help me start in acting. And I said, well, how's it going with this? And um, so we went across and we got some stuff in, the, in a convenience store, nothing, you know, stuck fine. David, we just walked out, like, to the sidewalk. And all of a sudden, there were people dropping by, and they went, it's Angel, it's Angel. And I was like... Wow, dude, they know you. They know you. It was weird. Yeah. It, was it was weird. weird because mm. all of a sudden it started getting to be where people would, like before, they wouldn't even look at you. And now they would turn around and just like start pointing at you wow. as if as if you don't see it, you know? They're just like, like right, you're an right, object. Right, you know? right. I was like, wow. So that's what it's like to suddenly get famous. It's weird. And such a different time to, because because you're not as, a, now I think we have like more communication right. with different. fandoms oh, yeah, yeah. and things. It's so different. Right, yeah. whereas then it's sort of like it was zero to a hundred. You know, yeah, it was zero well, to a hundred. Yeah, and also there was a- We didn't have phones that took pictures. No. Right. Phones and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. yeah, but people just, uh, I remember people would think that uh, uh, the actors were like their characters, mm -hmm. you know, and that was hilarious to me. <laughs> Especially Nick. Nick has such a, uh, he has a great sense of humor, yeah. but he has like um, uh, very colorful language sometimes with his jokes. <laughs> and and Seth. Just, and, and Seth. And Seth. Yeah. But uh, I remember Nick making some, so cracking some jokes around us and some fans one time when we were out. And then he, when he walked away, the fans were like, why is Xander acting like that? He doesn't talk that way. Why does he talk that way? It was like, what? He's cursing. I was like, well, you, those He's are words. Person. People write the words. He's just reading the words that <laughs> the writers write. I mean, that's not him. This is him. Yeah. Believe yes, me, he exactly. talks like this all the time. Right. So, <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's funny. And Boreanaz, too. Oh, yeah. They, they used to crack us up. Seth, Nick, and David. Yeah. Together. As a trio. Man. <laughs> Yeah, so we had good to do, on a good on a night when we were like waiting for a long setup and we're all tired. Great, so they'd keep Bor you going. Yeah, Boreanis could not do this today, but one night we were doing this thing where you know I dropped the angel double from the ceiling and he crashes on the floor. And he's ro he's naked, right? But he's oh wearing, yes, I remember he's wearing the, scene. the he's wearing the little. They give you this thing that's like a little um, sock sock kind of thing you yeah. put your stuff in and it's just a little string holding it up it's flesh colored the wardrobe people the uh, makeup people touch up and so he hits the ground and he's he's doing his thing and then um it was like okay let's bring in david and, and then david comes walking in nothing on man and he's just standing there he's going let's get this going and like the whole crew was like oh Dude, it was hilarious, but that's how David was, you yeah. know. And like, um, no, he no inhibition. He didn't care, man. He didn't care. Oh, the stories that but you all had. Yeah, but it was great it memories. Was hilarious, hilarious yeah. you know. But I, I mean, think now but we were like a family. It, it was like it was, you know, it was. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah well, it was to, to all of us, we just just cracked us up. Just cracked us up, man. 
So before we before we go, I could just sit here and talk to both of you for the next five days, but I won't do that. I know you're both very good at working long hours, but I'm not going to make you work long hours here. Um, but but somebody asked a question that I thought was really fun, um, which is the simplest, if there is, what's the simplest uh, stunt move that we as non-trained professionals could pull off for fun? Danielle from Instagram asked that question. And so I wonder if there are, I mean, probably things that look simple to us are not and maybe things that look super complicated to us are simpler so is there something that we could do so you something know, you could teach me how to do I, I i used to come up with all of these elaborate methods of staking people that were like you know and then but then i would show joss and talk about it and then he would go uh no <laughs> you know that's not gonna happen and then the reason was because sarah by the time we would get to it, Sarah would be so tired, and we would have to go get her out of the trailer or something and say, okay, now I'm going to need you to do a back bend. And, and sure. Like, so what we did was we would make the staking simple. So when you see, uh, you see, it's almost the same thing. It's either this way or it's this way. And that's the simplest thing. And we, he said, just keep it simple. Everybody will be happy. Make your elaborate stuff with Sophia. Then we'll do this shot with Sarah. But don't try to push her to do something ridiculous because we'll be here all night, right. the rest of the night. Right. Said, okay, okay. So the simplest thing is staking. Staking a vampire. Stake, just take the pointy end. We're going to go like <laughs> that. And then go, ooh. Aim for the heart. <laughs> then freeze. Vampire goes out of frame. Then unfreeze. Ooh, okay. Not ready. <laughs> do your dialogue. All right. Listen, um, thank you both so much. You've spent uh, such a wonderful amount of time oh. with us telling us. I mean, thank I can you. tell that there are stories upon stories upon oh, stories sure. that um, that you have from all of your years working on the show. Something that so many people wrote in, and, and Jenny and I, of course, feel the same, is to thank you. They said, oh, please thank them Aww. for everything Aww. that they did for the show. And, and we thank you, too, Aww, because you. you really... No, I mean, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for... You know, still talking to us after all yeah. these years. Yeah, it's I mean, a lot of fun. We're kind of surprised, you know, that well, after all these years that people yeah, yeah, people I, are still watching talk it for about the, first the show. Time it's great. Still. Well, so many yeah. years had gone by when I when I threw that behind the scenes footage on YouTube, and I thought, well, I wonder if anybody will actually see this. And yeah. the next thing I know, I was getting all these emails going, mm -hmm. "Oh my God, where did you get that?" Yeah, the fandom is uh, really one of the most powerful fandoms out it, there. Yeah. Uh, it's truly, kind of, in a way, it's it kind of reminds me of uh, Star Trek. Yes, I, mm -hmm. I worked on the Star Trek shows in um, the the same kind of feel where they know all about each character and the interrelationships between the characters. Same mm -hmm. thing with Buffy. They the fans they know everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, it's amazing. And so thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes. We've told people um, to come and visit you here at the coffee shop at the Federal. Yes. Is there anything else you want to tell people before we wrap today? No, just come no, on just, down to the Federal. We've yeah. got live. We're in Peachtree Corners um, in Atlanta, and we have live music. It's um, it's great atmosphere. We have the best coffee in, in town, and just come support us and enjoy a good cup. Yes, it's so fun. So and, fun. And thank you. Thank you for watching Buffy. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you both again. Okay. <laughs>
Can you even handle how wonderful the two of these human beings are? They were so gracious to sit down with me and talk to me, to have me, to host me in their coffee shop. Uh, It's just, it was so wonderful. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you are even more excited now to round the bend to the end of season four with us. Next week, April 24th, you will get the first part of our two-part episode for Restless. And May 1st, you will get the second part. There's some fun interviews, including an interview with uh, David Wells, who plays the cheese man. So buckle up. It's going to be a really fun couple of weeks. And thank you again, Sophia and Jeff. If you want to follow us, you can do so on Twitter and on Instagram at BufferingCast. You can email us at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. You can visit Sophia and Jeff at the Federal Coffee Shop in Peachtree Corners. And you can also see incredible behind-the-scenes videos from Jeff, who has his own YouTube channel. Just Google Jeff Pruitt YouTube. It's the first one that comes up. The link is also in the episode description today. You're all beautiful. I love your faces. So does Jenny. Oh, my God. See you next week. Hey, I'm Jillian Clare, the host of the podcast, Thanks for Coming In. I've accumulated some pretty crazy audition stories over the past 20 years, and so have my friends. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. And then Disney calls and is like, we need you to come test for the Ant-Man movies. I didn't know if my scene was going to get cut or not. Ooh, I could play that. Tune in every Thursday to hear your favorite actors tell the funniest, saddest, and most cringeworthy audition stories. Sometimes even the one that got away. Thanks for Coming In is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.